0: to the Clear Admit MBA admissions podcast. I'm your host, Graham Richmond, and in this episode, we're going to learn about an organization that all of us at Clear Admit are big fans of, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, also known as MLT. If you don't know about MLT, I'm going to steal a line from their website to help you understand their mission, since they've explained it far more eloquently than I probably could. Um, So here we go. MLT equips and emboldens high-achieving individuals from underrepresented communities, Black, Latinx, and Native American, to realize their full potential to make a mark and make a difference. So to take a close look at the work that MLT are doing and the programs they offer to MBA applicants, I've invited three guests onto the show— First up, we have Maura Clark, who is the Director of MBA Programs Recruitment and Admissions at MLT, and she's going to be able to speak to the MLT origin story, as well as some of the details around the admissions help they provide to MBA applicants. So welcome to the show, Maura.
1: Thanks, Graham. Thanks for having me.
0: No, it's a pleasure. Um, we're also fortunate to have two current MBA students, or actually, I guess, a recent grad and a current student um, with us. And both of them have taken part in some of MLT's programming. So first up, we have America perez Gien, and she is a recent grad of Columbia Business School who took part in MLT's MBA prep program. So welcome, America.
2: Thanks. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No, it's a pleasure. Um, We also have David Harris, who's a current second year student at the Stanford Graduate School of Business and who took part in MLT's MBA prep program, as well as something called PD, which we'll learn a little bit more about shortly. Welcome, David.
3: Uh, Thanks, Graham. Really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's not every day that we gather such a great group of guests on the podcast, usually just me and a colleague. So I'm excited (laughs) to dive into the questions that I have for you all. Um, Let's start with Maura. Um, So Maura, can you just tell me a little bit about how you ended up in your role at MLT and get into the organization's origin story and give us a sense as to how the programs for MBA prep work, kind of the, you know, the 30,000 foot level, um, as well as maybe if you know, like how many candidates have gone through some of these programs since MLT was founded back in 2002?
1: Awesome. Thanks, Graham. Yes. So you are correct. Um, 2002, MLT was founded a little over two decades ago. um, And as you very eloquently um, opened (laughs) us up with, uh, MLT exists to advance racial equity. Um, So I have benefited from being at MLT for almost two years. Um, I like to to be able to say oh no i'm new whenever really <laughs> challenging questions come up and and you know say i'm going to consult a more senior colleague but now i don't feel as new anymore um, but I came from Vanderbilt University, which is one of our 35 partner MBA programs, and so I had worked on the partner side, um, interacted with lots of fellows in the MBA admissions process, and then when they enrolled as students, and always had thought very highly of the organization and was really excited to transition from a school to MLT a few years ago. Um, but as you said, uh, the organization was founded in 2002. Our CEO, uh, his name is John Rice, and he was a Harvard MBA and began working on ideas for a nonprofit um, to address racial inequities. And um, the organization really was born out of that idea. Um, When I think about MLT, I think it's best or easiest for me to describe it in kind of two components. So one side of the house is our coaching programs, um, MBA prep, MBA professional development, which we call MBA PD. Um, those are some programs that I'll address today and they fit into our coaching side, um, individualized coaching through application process, through job and internship search. And then the other side of MLT um, is advisory services. So that's where we're working directly with the organizations um, through our racial equity at work certifications, where organizations can really examine a big variety of issues, things like diversifying their talent pipeline, um, but also to work on internal practices to make sure that they're on a, a really strong path for DEI. So MBA Prep um, at, a, at a high level is a coaching program where we work um, with high-achieving top talent who self-identify as Black, African-American, Latinx, Latin, Hispanic, indigenous or Native American candidates who are interested in pursuing an MBA. Um, Our candidates also identify as US citizens, permanent residents, uh, those with temporary protected status or DACA recipients. And we really are with them through their MBA exploration and admissions process. Um, all the way up until when they accept that offer and sign on the dotted line. Um, And then another program is MBA professional development. And that's kind of the next step for incoming MBA students. And it assists with internship and job search. So two great options that I'm sure I'll get into um, in the next little bit here.
0: Excellent, I really appreciate you providing that overview. Um, America, I wanna turn to you and find out a little bit more about you. So like tell us about yourself, how you decided to get an MBA, and also if you could, like where did MLT kind of come in to the process and like what made you decide to choose their MBA prep offering?
2: Sure thing. So I was born in Aguascalientes, Mexico, raised in Denver, Colorado, and have been out in New York City for for the past seven years. I received my bachelor's from the University of Pennsylvania and immediately after graduating in 2016, I joined consulting out here in New York. And after five years of of consulting, I started reaching a pivotal point in my career where I started getting promotions, I was managing junior team members, and it just really felt like the right time to reflect about my career and consider what was next for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in consulting end up going to an MBA. It's it's a pretty pretty direct path, but I I really had to reflect. And if I had to narrow it down, there were two main reasons that I chose to pursue an MBA. And the first really was to gain foundational business skills. This is because I, I come from a social sciences background in undergrad and, and I learned so much at Deloitte, but I, I, still, I still yearned for that more formal classroom training. And the second reason was to broaden my global perspective. I really wanted to to engage with study abroad programs. And so I got to the point where I fiercely believed that like an MBA was the next step in my career, but I felt lost. I I felt like I did not have a community. I grew up being undocumented. I'm a first generation college graduate. And today I'm thankfully a DACA recipient, but I had never met somebody like me who had been to, through this process, who had an MBA. And so I started speaking with people who, had, who were in my network at Deloitte, so people who had left to complete their MBA and return to the firm. Mm-hmm. And I learned about MLT. And I quickly, quickly realized that this was a community that I needed to support my process to get to my MBA goal. And I actually considered pursuing my MBA one year earlier, but I had just missed the traditional MLT program application deadline. So I had two options. Like I can either apply on my own or I delay my process a year so that I can apply with MLT support. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. I delayed my process a year and it all worked out in the end. I'm now a, a proud alum of Columbia Business School.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it really worked out. <laughs> um, so David, I would love to do the same with you. So like, give us a short background, some details on how you decided to get an MBA. And then, yeah, what was your journey to MLT like? How did you discover um, MLT and, and choose to take part in, in what they offer?
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely. But once again, just really excited to be here. Love the podcast. Love. I uh, used to listen to Wiretaps on my commute. So, oh, wow. You know that. That's uh, Kind of full circle awesome. moment here. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> um, but uh, David Harris here from uh, Dallas, Texas. So go Cowboys. Uh, went to the United States Air Force Academy. Uh, go Falcons. Um, uh, but then, you know, there I was a major in business. And so that's kind of where I got the finance bug. Uh, but I had to put that on hold for a little bit. I had a five year service commitment um, where I did three years in the Air Force doing nuclear cruise missile development and then two years in the Space Force doing satellite software development. Uh, knew I really wanted to get into investing, and so knew business school was the path to it. And I'll touch on that a little bit more. Um, so applied, was fortunate enough to get into GSB and knew that was the best place to make that transition, but knew I needed to get some experience before heading to school. So pre-MBA, I went to uh, Blackstone and our Tactile Opportunities, um, special special situations investing platform. Mm-hmm. So it was you know an incredible experience there. And then this past summer, I worked at Vista Equity Partners uh, down in Austin, Texas, which where I will be returning next summer. Oh wow! Um, and then kind of yeah. So it's been an incredible ride. Uh, definitely not a linear <laughs> progression by any means. Um, but you know, the NBA to me was was it was that it was that connective, connective tissue. You know, it was that medium. Like, how do I transpose my military experience into business acumen? And 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 the NBA was the best way to do that, and uh, the most efficient way. Uh, to get there, and and MLT came into this process very early on. I actually, I think, I knew about MLT before the whole NBA process, like in depth. Uh, one of my, a lot of my friends had done MLT oh, okay. that were in business school, a lot of mentors had pushed me towards MLT. So it was already ingrained in me that I was going to do MLT <laughs> uh, going into the process. And and it, it, I joined and exceeded all expectations. I've done three programs at this point, uh, but the NBA prep was, you know, uh, very key. To my MBA application success in in all facets, which I'm sure we'll touch on more.
0: (laughs) Got it. Okay. Yeah, excellent. So, um, again, it's great to have all three of you with us. I want to turn back to you, Maura. And, you know, I know that uh, America and, and David pursued different program offerings. Well, they did some of the same, but then David also did the professional, MBA professional development program, too. So, I just wondered maybe we could dive a little bit further into these programs and, I guess, I mean, for our listeners, helping them to understand, like, the application process, because you have to um, apply to to join these programs. So could you sort of take us through any of the logistics or timing requirements on these and, and maybe, again, just explain what they entail?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Graham. I'm just sitting over here like smiling ear to ear because I love hearing our fellows' stories. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So thank you, America and David, um, for sharing your background. And again, just thank you for being here. (laughs) Um, It makes my job much easier when you have this whole population of fellows and alumni (laughs) that are like, what do you need me to do? Where do you need me to go? Um, Okay, but we'll get back to focusing on our programs. So our MBA programs um, sit really kind of in the middle of MLTs um, portfolio of offers. I don't think I highlighted, highlighted that earlier, but I want to make sure to because we have a very strong sense of paying it forward. Um, my hope is that when, when individuals are listening to this podcast, that they're also mindful of who is in their circle or their extended community that might benefit from MLT programs. So we do start working with students in undergrad through our Turn Pro and Ascend programs. We have a, a very large program called Career Prep And then also post-MBA, we have programs to help with career advancement, with lateral recruiting. Um, So that is just something I like to share. So that way people keep that top of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, But MBA prep, so both uh, David and America participated in MBA prep. MBA prep has two tracks, a traditional track and an accelerated track. The thing that I'll highlight about the two tracks is that there is an MBA prep program that's right for you. (laughs) So we recruit at different times for these programs. And the reason that we do that is that people come to the decision to pursue an MBA at all different times in their professional journey. Sometimes the decision comes up rather quickly because they've had a change in their professional status. Um, Some candidates, like David was mentioning, they know that MBA prep is on the horizon as early as undergrad. Um, the program that we are recruiting for right now is our MBA Prep traditional program. The next deadline is January 10th. And the application, um, I always say, it's kind of the lightest lift application <laughs> that you'll be doing in the next few years. It is easier than applying to a school or it's less uh, less pieces than applying to a school. Uh, but we are actively recruiting for that program and it will kick off in March. So when we start in March, Um, Fellows will begin um, working with their coaches virtually. We have 10 full-time MBA prep coaches that all come from admissions backgrounds at partner schools. So uh, we talk about different elements of the program and one of them is knowing the bar. And we can confidently say that our coaches who have been on the other side of the desk, interviewing candidates, reading applications, they really know how to guide their fellows through determining what schools might be the best fit for them. But even before those conversations happen, they're thinking a lot about personal clarity, um, about what are the the personal and professional goals that their fellows have, and how does this step in the MBA journey put them towards those goals. Um, So we'll kick off in March. We have three in-person seminars that occur in March, June, and July. And at those seminars, we invite admissions officers from our partner schools to come meet the fellows. So there's a variety of ways that they interact through both more formal, structured events like speed networking, um, through just grabbing breakfast or having a coffee break with admissions representatives. So lots of ways for the fellows to get to know the business schools. They're able to connect with alumni and current students um, while constantly having those interactions with their coach and their co-fellows. We typically recruit about 350 to 375 fellows. So it's a really nice size class um, that really helps expand your network within the MBA space.
0: Got it. So I guess um, I want to ask now both America and David about this process. So you mentioned you know light lift, so nothing like applying to actually you know get into Stanford or Columbia or something. But uh, America, can, can you share any insights that you have about the application process that Mora just described for MBA prep, and and maybe I don't know any tips since I it's pretty selective, right? I mean, it's not um, it's not sort of a guarantee. So yeah, talk us through it if you could.
2: Absolutely. I think for me it really came down to when choosing between the two programs that I, I just know that I'm not a strong standardized test taker. And I knew that I would need more time to focus on the GMAT test and, and more support there. Mm-hmm. And so the traditional program really aligned more with my journey um, because of that longer timeline and that, that additional testing support. But I, I will say uh, Mara is spot on. <laughs> Applying to MBA programs is an enormous time commitment. Um, so, so when I came to applying to, when it comes to applying to M.L.T., it really speaks volumes if you can demonstrate in your application that you're taking this process seriously, and that means studying for the G.M.A.T. or G.R.E. or, or whatever admissions exam you're focusing on, and then taking an official exam. And I think another key component of your application that helped me in my MLT application process was to think through your short-term and long-term goals and and what your drivers are, your your why, and and being able to not only think it through but to articulate it to friends and family until you're able to find the right words to 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 basically craft your story. That will help your your MLT application immensely as well.
0: Okay, and David, anything that you want to add here, and also. I mean, just any advice about how to make the most of the MBA Prep program once you're in it. I mean, I was actually I started to feel a little uh jealous of like when when more is describing these kind of in-person events where you're connecting with admissions officers. I mean, what great exposure. And and also more, I didn't mention it earlier, but you know, you're talking about. Former admissions um, representatives who are working as your coaches—I mean, it's really great—and I actually know some of these folks too, and they're great. So, um, but David, yeah, anything you want to add here, or just you know, advice about how to make the most of this program?
3: Um, no, absolutely. America hit it right on the head um, as far as the application process would. You know, add one thing, just, you know, feel free to reach out to the alum, or two things. Feel free to reach out to the alumni, uh, for this whole process. I mean, I, like I said, this is a huge community that is very willing to help, um, you know, at any level, even in the application process, which, you know, I took advantage of. And then one thing I think a lot of people may miss out, uh, feel free to reach out to the MLT coaches as well. Um, they are very receptive, um, to, to people reaching out about the application process, even about the MBA, uh, the school application. So, uh, I think that those are two great things to do for as far as application. But then the broader uh, MLT community is, uh, like I said, it's just phenomenal. Uh, when I'm looking at internships, pre-NBA, uh, you know, in, in between first, second year and then jobs, post MBA, and MLT alumni are some of the first people I reach out to uh, very easily. You know, this is the core group of my network. And then just giving, you know, and even even during when I went through MLT, the MBA prep program, it was during COVID and the community still persisted. I mean, we didn't stop. You know, we had Zoom, you know, happy hours. And I mean, it was just, you know, the community was was rallying behind, uh, you know, the, the 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 class that came before us. So, I mean, it was incredible. And like I said, the actual, you know, once, once it was so safe to meet, <laughs> uh, we take an annual trip. I think it's every year now where, you know, after everyone gets in the school, they're every, you know, all 350 plus people. Um, Agree to go to some location uh, before school starts, and that was that was incredible. You know, we have annual trips um, at the national level, and even last month we had a you know a private equity you know based event with the MLT community here in the Bay, and it was just it was, it's just incredible at every walk of life. That you could imagine, and and just willing to help at, at any level.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, especially yeah, the ability to. I mean, you know, you're already going into a you know most of these MBA programs, whether it's Columbia or Stanford, are such great communities. But to have this parallel community too that you journey through the application process with sounds fantastic. I did want to ask you, David. I mean, we didn't speak much about it, but um, we did you know learn earlier that you took part in also the MBA PD, the Pro- professional development program, which I guess leads right into business school, maybe with respect to a pre MBA internship, or do you want to just comment on that? And is, is, is there an application process for that too, that's separate from getting into the MBA prep program?
3: Uh, yeah, no, no, that's the second question first. Yes, it's a um, separate application process, but very similar. And I mean, you're a known quantity, you know, if you do the NBA prep, sure. so you can use a lot of, you know, what you applied with there. But if not, I mean, once again, it's not a huge lift, uh, sort of what, what Maura was saying. Um So that application process is very similar. But the PD program was definitely influential to me as well. Uh, Coach Deborah, you know, she's she, uh, she's the goat uh, <laughs> uh, there. I mean, and just the the mentorship that I got uh, trying to make this huge pivot uh, was in, was incredible. I mean, she was available anytime. You know, pre-interview, I'm like, hey, what are you know? Do you know this person? There's something that would be good to bring up, or whether it was technical questions as far as uh, you know, finance related, and understanding like, hey, there's here's what you may be asked, and here's how you walk through that. Um, I think just that sort of Uh, Of support is 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 phenomenal when you're going through, especially not only the MBA um, application process, but then uh, looking for employment post MBA. I think just having that community once again just makes this process so much easier.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So, more I want to turn to, and I think we've gotten some of this just from you know hearing now from from David and and America, but I, I wondered about you know, it's clear that there's admissions coaching and mentorship mentorship that, that's being offered, but also there's the sense of community and like helping to forge that community, uh, whether it's these, you know, annual trips or in-person sessions, et cetera. But do you wanna speak to that a little bit? I mean, is there, I presume there's somebody at MLT that's kind of responsible for forging all that community, right?
1: Yes, absolutely, Graham. Yeah, and I agree. Um, I've been kind of jotting down some things that America and David said that really do speak to this sense of community. Um, We have a fantastic alumni relations team. Um, This Sounds very cheesy, but I typically say in, in many of my sessions that MLT is for life. I mean, it is designed that way, that throughout your professional growth, there are programs and offerings to help support you where you are, but also the alumni experience. Um, when America said, I think at the start of her conversation, she said, um, I didn't know anyone like me that had pursued an MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, David was commenting on having this really big career shift coming from a military background and wanting to break into finance, um, there's such power in connecting individuals, and that is so much of what we do um, through structured events, again, as David was saying, with the recent um, PE event in San Francisco. So we have structures in place to help current fellows, to help prospective candidates connect with each other and with alumni, um, but so much of it is organic. Um, which is again awesome to see. I'll, I want to turn it over back to our students, so that way they can give some reflections. America, is there anything you'd add about the community piece or the the connections that you made through MLT?
2: Yeah, I'd love to, and I, I think this this you really phrased it phenomenally. MLT is just an extraordinary program, and that's not just because of. The coaches and the essay review and the interview prep, I mean, there's so much support there, but really it's the community of candidates and alumni that the program brings together. And so throughout your MLT journey, it starts when you're going through the program. You're you're connecting with others, other candidates one-on-one and in group settings. So you're starting to build these individual connections. And then your cohort is also regionally based. So your coach um, will coach individuals that are regionally close to each other. And so then your group just starts engaging in activities outside of MLT, MLT is is just a really big part of driving those relationships early on, and then maintaining it throughout your your once you throughout once you step into being an
0: alumni. So, America, did you go to any? I mean, it sounds like there's an annual trip. I don't know if maybe maybe COVID would have prevented something in person when you were going through it. But have you been? I mean, have you know David mentioned a, a private equity event that he attended? I know there are these annual meetings. Did you, have you gotten a chance to connect with a lot of these individuals in person?
2: Absolutely, and and you're totally spot on. So I went through the MLT program in 2020, so it was peak pandemic times. <laughs> um, so even though it was virtual, we would get together and have little happy hours on Zoom, and it would be like 60 of us on a Zoom. Wow. We would split up into little groups, and then eventually, once once you know the nation resurfaced from from pandemic, um, we started getting together in person. And so my year, there was a trip to to Cabo to celebrate once everyone already had their their admissions offers and had decided on a school. And even today, like at work, I meet MLTers and we have a standing monthly lunch together where we get together and and we reconnect and and catch up on life and our profession. And it's a really great community.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, I wanna shift gears a little bit because I know, you know, Folks tuning in obviously interested in learning about MLT, but they're also, I think, probably interested in your own journeys into these great business schools. So I wonder, David, could you tell us a little bit more about your journey? To Stanford, and you know the thing that always comes up with Stanford is their main essay question, <laughs> um, which is what matters most to you and why. People just really struggle, um, sort of thinking that through, and it seems like such an open-ended question. So, any advice, any admissions advice you have when it comes to Stanford, and I'm, I'm guessing that your your um, the MLT folks that you worked with are probably pretty helpful too, having seen many a candidate go through this process. <laughs> but any advice you have?
3: No, absolutely, and once again, definitely got to give a, um, a you know a shout out to Coach Candace. I mean, just working with me through the entire process was could not have done it without her um, but you know the, the what matters most in, to you and why I think is is generally about. You know, your outsized impact within any organization. And I think what a lot of people get caught up in is, you know, uh, I need some world beater story about, you know, what matters to me. I need to save a billion dollars and I need to save a (laughs) hundred lives for it to be impactful. (laughs) But I mean, that's just not the case. I mean, it truly means what matters to you and why. And if, you know, and and, then, you know, and if that's something very personal to you um, and you create an impact that way, I think that's a better story than trying to, um, you know, cook up something where you're a small piece of a big outcome. Um, and, and then, and, and I think something that helps with this is I know they released a, a, like 50 essays of, you know, what matters most and why to you and why, then the HBS essay. I forgot the name of the uh, publication, but, you know, I was reading through those when I was going through the process and just seeing the, the, you know the 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 range of stories was uh, I think very helpful for me. I think that's a very good um, exercise to to engage in, and, and it was um, and just knowing just knowing that was was uh, was very helpful. And of course, bouncing all my ideas off my MLT coach helped a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that makes sense. Yeah, and we we talk a lot on the podcast about you know, the, the need to take almost like a personal inventory and come up with different stories that have shaped your life and then think about what fits together with respect to this essay. Um, America, I'm going to put you on the spot too. I'd just love to know, like, how did you choose CBS and um have you, did you get a chance to experience the new campus that they've opened and yeah, just any kind of advice you have for people who are targeting Columbia?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to start by saying, you know, David and I are speaking a lot about our successes and, and for as many successes that we had, there were definitely... <laughs> Failures along the way. I, of course, was admitted to Columbia, ended up there, but I was also rejected from other schools. And so, if you're about to embark on this journey or you're going through it, just keep going. It does work out in the end. Um, So, in the end, I ended up choosing Columbia because I really had to take a step back. I was between Columbia and Harvard, and a lot of people were really weighing in on my decision like, this is the right decision for you. And I reflected so much. I took up Way too much of my MLT coach's time. <laughs> Shout out to Coach James Frick. Um, but really enabled me to reflect on what is it that, that matters to me in this moment in life and what do I want this next chapter of my life to look like? And so it sounds so cliche, but I did choose CBS because of the people. It, it, the people just aligned to my lifestyle, to my drive. And when I was choosing an MBA program too, the country was was resurfacing from, from the pandemic lockdowns. And so it was really important for me to stay in New York City for the energy, the lifestyle, access to in-semester internships and, and just more professional networking in the city. Um, but the biggest reason of all that... I chose CBS was because CBS offered me the opportunity to study abroad for a full semester. And so they helped me navigate the challenges that came with being a DACA recipient and requesting permission from the US government to leave and return with a special permit. and And it was the first time that I had left the country since I was five years old, so almost 25 years later, this was just a huge, huge milestone for my personal development. And so I I found my spot in CBS, and for anyone looking to apply, I highly recommend, you know, connect with the Hispanic Business Association, the Black Business Student Association for one-on-one chats or programming. They can help you with application reviews, interview prep, and also, take the time to go visit the new campus, which I, I certainly got to experience. It's beautiful. It has all the latest tech and amenities, and it's just a really awesome space to bring together communities.
0: Yeah, I was on campus not too long ago to get a tour of the new space and was blown away. So yeah, absolutely. Um, what an experience. I mean, I think, you know, just hearing from both of you about your, your path into these great business schools is really inspiring. Um, I was going to say, you know, I wanted to kind of go back to David and just ask a question about you know, you're now in business school. So you're, you're obviously busy, um, but it it sounds like from what you are saying earlier, you still feel very much a part of the MLT community. And I wondered, you know, how do you see that evolving as you move out into the workforce? I mean, you mentioned you're gonna be going down to, I think you said Texas, right? Post MBA. And so is there like a network down there of MLT folks? Like, how's that gonna work?
3: No, absolutely. And, and, and you know, just to be clear, I will stay as involved as MLT allows me to. I'm just out the gate. Uh, it's just... I, you know, it's not hard to stay involved. I'll put it that way. It's, you know, a lot of my, you know, a lot of my best friends are MLT Mm -hmm. um, alumni, you know, they'll, they'll be in each other's weddings. And so just from that perspective, I'll always stay connected to the MLT community. But as far as, you know, more, Um, intentional involvement. I run a mentorship program and, you know, with that program, MLT is 100% mandatory. And, and as you, as you move along, um, through our program. And so it's, it's just things like that. Vista is an MLT corporate partner. So I'll be involved in that way as well. Oh, wow. And then, you know, whatever program. Yeah. And, and then (laughs) exactly. And then, as I look, you know, forward to my career, MLT has, you know, the career advancement program, and so I will look forward to doing that. And like is there any way I can stay involved in MLT, I will, you know, try to uh, moving forward.
0: Got it, uh, America. How about you? How are you staying active currently? Now that you're a graduate of business school,
2: quite similar to, to David. Um, I there, there's just so many ways to stay involved, and, and it's really wonderful. And that's what helps build the MLT community. So a couple of ways that I intentionally stay involved is I sign up to help prepare MLTers, prepare for interviews at Columbia. I went through the process. I get a sense of what the questions will be like. And so I'm able to really support candidates that are offered interviews by helping them prepare for those. Mm -hmm. Another way is I I just stay in touch with with Coach James Frick. And when my schedule allows, he does an annual trip up to New York to do a writing session with his with his cohort and so when my schedule allows I'll join them to help with writing sessions or to join for dinner Um, but I think ultimately like whether you're very intentionally involved or not you just you just are involved because because of the friendships that you develop through MLT and it's people that were in my cohort but also people that I continue to meet now as they reach out as they're starting the program and and we remain close friends Um, so MLT is just I, I I've I sound like a broken record, but it really is such a special community. And I'm really grateful that I, I get to continue to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it. I mean, gosh, uh, Maura, any final words of advice, uh, particularly like for our listeners who are hoping to learn more about MLT programs? And yeah, I mean, just, you mentioned there's a deadline um, to apply for MBA prep. Um, anything else you wanted to share here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I'll highlight is uh as Graham just mentioned, we are recruiting right now for the MBA Prep class of 2025. So that means if your timeline as you as you look at the next um, you know year coming up here, if you want to begin your MBA in fall 2025, check out MBA prep now. The next application deadline is January 10th. If your timeline is a little bit sooner than that and you see yourself um, beginning an MBA in the fall, so that's fall 2024, we are recruiting for MBA professional development. So that is a program that's gonna assist with um, pre-MBA internships, uh, the kind of proper MBA internship in between first and second year great support there. All of the coaches for MBA PD come from industry. So not only are they trained coaches, but they have um, the employment experience as well. So there is a program for you at MLT. If you're not sure, I really hope to hear from you. We'd love to have you reach out to us. If you're on our website, We have so many virtual events coming. Um, We just did a session last night with our test prep coach. Um, It's a first uh, session called Optimizing Your Test Prep. It's part one of a three-part series. We have lots of other events. I'm doing an event in the next week or so with current fellows, current MBA prep fellows. um, And we are kicking off with our PD recruiting. So there's so many ways to engage and plug in. And what I'll just close with, Um, is as you heard from America and David, this process of pursuing an MBA can be overwhelming. There are lots of decisions. There will be people that have lots of opinions about what you should do. (laughs) But if you are looking for a community of peers and leaders that you can join um, to help guide you and also where you can bring your gifts and make your impact, please reach out to us. Um, Don't sit alone and go through this process when there is a community that is here that wants to help you. So I really hope that I hear from some interested candidates um, (laughs) and and I'm able to take the conversation further. Thanks so much, Graham.
0: Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. And I will say that um, I think that's where, you know, our missions really intersect is this idea of like, no one should go through this process alone and really it just needs to be demystified. Um, So in any event, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Clear MBA Admissions Podcast. My sincere thanks to Maura, America and David for taking the time. Time to shed light on all the amazing work that MLT is doing. You can learn more, by the way, by just going to MLT.org. So please do that. Check out all their offerings. Again, Mora, America, David, thank you so much for making time to do this.
1: Thanks so much, Graham. Well, thank you, Graham. Thank you.
0: So that's going to do it, guys. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Cleared Mid-MBA Admissions podcast. We air Wiretaps episodes every Monday and often have special episodes like this every so often. So please stay tuned.